Ben Maras, how do you do? This is my podcast and it's just for you. It's called TED Talks and it's a load of shite. But I hope you enjoy it because I've kept it like It's about an hour long and all about T-Side, the people, the places and the Borough Pride. Welcome to episode 111 of Ted Talks, the Ted Anarchy podcast, and I'm afraid it is a sorrow moment on the Ted Anarchy podcast, because me and Mala were all massive fans of the Doc Cotton, weren't we? And she's now, she's gone to the big, massive crack pipe in the sky. Well, I, yeah, Ted, right... That was the woman who inspired me to be on 40 a day. You know what I mean? Wanks. She loved <laughs> Well, yeah. She, you know what I mean? She loved a pipe, didn't she? Oh. She was constantly, constantly blazing away. She, she was class. She, she was the, uh, the, 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 the poster girl of uh, 20 Berkeley Menthols back in the day. You well, know what I, I mean? Yeah, and you probably would have dropped the hand, wouldn't you? What, on Dot? Well, I, of course you would have. Or on the real life June Brown. Either. Either. Yeah, you're muck. She's not been gone five minutes, Mallory, and you're talking about finger blasting it. Well, yeah, right, this is what I think, right, if you're going to say it when they're alive, you'll say it when they're dead, it's, and I used to true. say that when they were alive, I say it about yeah. a lot of people. Our mum always says, oh, Elvis, he was bloody handsome, I'd have had a go on his face. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, you're right, mate, yeah, poor, poor Joan Brown has suddenly departed. 95, though, that's great innings for, uh, for Joan, where do you think she's gone then? Do you think she's gone to the, hang on, where do you think she's gone? Doom. <laughs> has she gone up up there with the uh, the good people or has she gone down there because you know you're guaranteed a light aren't you well, <laughs> yeah, well, she, she might have wanted to go down there with her Nick mightn't she oh she I, yeah mean, you don't know it wasn't there. a real son Nick Nicky Cotton well I, it's your brother isn't he he's not similar <laughs> I used to like how he always he's like the worst actor in the world and then he used to always like pop up in EastEnders and you used to still be delighted every time because he'd always be up to like oh it more I'm going to go and call Mark Fowler an aid shit. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's class, man. I thought he was mint me. Yeah. He, he always used to turn up and he'd just be like, oh, I'm all. And he'd just bully people. And you know me, I like a bit of playful bullying, especially <laughs> on the square. It's class. I oh, know. But like, you'll get upset, don't you, when the elderly and soaps die? I mean, I remember when Ethel passed, you know what I mean? And you offered to look after her willy for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I often imagined her looking after man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, that, that, that good question there of, Binary oppositions, good and evil. It got me thinking about, uh, you know, we all know Dot's going to heaven, but she might struggle for a light up there. But there's quite a few smokers who were good up there. Well, you know, there's quite a few, probably more down in hell, you know. <laughs> He's down there. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was that Basil the Brush? You know, it's, it's Basil the Brush, yeah. Well, uh, no, but it got me thinking about religion and, uh, you know, I don't believe in all that shit, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what, right. I'm going to tell you now, there's something going on with religion. You know why? Why? Right? Yeah. People talk about slum landlords, don't they? People talk about rich people buying second homes. Yeah. Look at God, man. He has about six houses in every town, doesn't he? And they only get used once a week. Do you know what I mean? He's just buying up the land. He's sussed it all out and he's buying up the land, waiting for developers to come and buy it. Look at the church at the top end of Stockton there. He's had that for years, hasn't he? It's a good point. Uh, God 
is probably the biggest property tycoon in the world. Well, he sussed it out early doors, you know what I mean? And he's a saying, saying, buy land, because God isn't making any more of it, because he's running the racket, because he could if he wanted, couldn't he? <laughs> but he's running the racket. It's a good point, it's a good point. Well, I started thinking about religion and, and Christianity and all that type of shite, you know what I mean? And it got me thinking, like, there's some, uh, there's some proper strange religions out there. Like really strange ones, and I'm not on about your mate down the club who, who swears that he's uh, he's an elf. He's just little with big ears, isn't he? Well, I. Um, but I'm going to run through a couple of them today and see what you think, Mala. Um, and uh, I think it'd be quite interesting listening for the listeners rather than just me and you talking about fannies and that. No, let's talk about religion. I'm sure fannies come up in religion as well. Well, they might do. Yeah, um, I'm going to tell you about the first strange religion I've come across here, right? And it's called Pasta Ferrarianism, right? (laughs) Pasta Ferrarianism, right? And uh, who doesn't know about the flying spaghetti monster, right? This is a true religion, Maller. It was born in the United States as a social protest in late 2005 and was founded by Bobby Henderson. And in this religion, rejected by many, the flying spaghetti monster is a supernatural being who created the world 5,000 years ago when he was a little drunk. When he was, well, I, well, you've got to be pissed if you've seen the state of Billog. Fucking <laughs> hell. Someone was drinking, but weren't they? You're saying that there's this fucking big spaghetti monster, right? <laughs> with eyes and meatballs. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a religion there's a religion that yeah, Ted, right. when was that religious started 2005 well I thought so because I can't remember in ancient text them talking about meatballs at all do you know what I mean they were all about hummus and that back then oh it gets worse it gets worse right there's another one called invisible pink unicorn religion <laughs> right and uh, it's a, obviously a unicorn is another supernatural creature um, so right according to its devotees the world was created by a pink and invisible unicorn-shaped goddess. And this religion, founded by an atheist group, emerged as a satire to discredit other religions. And one of the debates above its, its devotees is that she steals socks. I nearly said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, there's a, if your socks are going missing, it's a religion and it's a unicorn. Or it's an incredibly camp man. <laughs> Like you, this is the second one I don't like of you. Right, I mean, right. you, where's the group of lads knocking about, you know what I mean? Doing doing like wonders and stuff. These lot are just nicking socks, man. It's all utter shite. It gets worse, right? Religion number Stick, three. Sticking with Jesus at the minute, me. <laughs> sounds more believable, doesn't he, it? He, had, he could make his own home brew out of water. It's class. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point, that, yeah. And he was a good baker. Well, I. Uh, and his dad could do good benches. Well, I. Uh, this one is the Presbyterian Church. We touched on it earlier. From supernatural creatures to celebrities, Elvis Presley was known to be the king of rock, and since 1992, he has become Saint Elvis, right? And according to this religion, its devotees must look towards Las Vegas once a day and make a pilgrimage, at least once in their lives, to Graceland. So they'd go on a pilgrimage to Graceland and there's 31 commandments related to the products he consumed. Bacon, Pepsi, peanut butter, 
el producto cigars, finamint laxative, and drugs. What, what about <laughs> loads of coke? Because yeah. you're only hearing that. Well, Elvis, uh, Elvis didn't die of drugs. He died of constipation, sat on the toilet, because he hadn't had a poo for over three months. Three months? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's I, a true I, fact. I think you might need to fact test that one. That's a true fact. Three that's months. a true fact. He hadn't had a poo for three months, right? But yeah, he was so heavily constipated, right? It caused his body to go into shock when he was on the toilet and have an heart attack. This is basically, right, what nearly happens to me every Sunday morning after I've had 15 pints of Guinness. Do you know when you get a proper big black yeah, Guinness shit? And one of your vegetarian And you go, and my veggie palmos, exactly. And it bungs you right up and you squeeze and then your veins pop in your head, man. It can happen. <laughs> These next two are going to piss you off. Lord, <laughs> right? Go the on. next one is the Maradonian church, right? So... That better not be about that little midget. It is, yeah. Diego Armando Maradona. Uh, This religion created in 1998 by the ex-Argentinian players' followers has expanded to several countries and has its (laughs) Ten Commandments. And uh, I quote, uh, Diego Noastro, which is an alternative to the Lord's Prayer, among other prayers, and even its festivities. Right, yeah, right. I know he's a good footballer, but just because he was called the Hand of God when he did it doesn't mean that he was a god, does it? No, maybe he just gave God a little toss. No, well, yeah, he might be down there. You never know. He used to do a lot of beak, didn't he? Uh, oh, he did, yeah. He was a mad beak. Ed was so Diego. Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Do you remember that? Uh, there was that clip of him where he was proper off his chops. <laughs> the clip of him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wore some little shorts, to be fair, you know. Yeah, he was yeah. a proper, proper loved it, didn't he? Oh, but are you fair play? Are you like, I mean, if I was little and I was Argentinian, I'd have no else to live for. I'd just get off my chops all the time. I mean, most people in Stockton do it, and then they're, they're not little or Argentinian. Well, rumour has it he never got over the Falklands. Well, could he? <laughs> could he not jump over it? <laughs> He's only little. The next one, Mally, this is going to really annoy you. Is Jediism. Yeah. Is that because of that Jed Peason? I hate him, he's a nubbit. But he <laughs> no. ever comes down the club? It's the one all the fucking nerds do, isn't it, for Star Wars? Yeah, right. Right, listen, Ted. <laughs> right. We have a rant, Mal, rant coming. We are, but we are proud, right? And he, right, listen, you can believe in what you want and you can have a good laugh and that. And it's just because you never got fucked at school, doesn't matter, yeah, you can pretend, oh, yeah, I like Star Wars. <laughs> and yeah, I've got a dead good job now because I was dead clever at school. And now I don't have my acne. I'm quite hard because I go to the gym and everything else. Uh, right, yeah. And I might look the same, but fuck off, eh, you scruffy cunt. Don't ever, 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 ever <laughs> do this because I'm not having it. Stick your Jedi up your ass. We support the Buddha. We are Buddha. We are proud. You know when Maladroff the sea bomb, he doesn't like a particular religion. <sighs> uh, are you going to edit that out, Ted? No, I'm believing it. I think it was passionate, you know what I mean? It was because truthful. there's several beliefs uh, within the same religion, but the most accepted is that they consider the Force to be a manifestation of God. So rather than using the Force, Luke. It wasn't, right? It was the, some like black lad who liked playing with Lego and built loads of Star Wars stuff and then made a movie out of him, right? And then there was one hot bird in there and that was that big airy woman who you strang about with Han Solo. You know, that looks like she, she used to knock about in the borough. Chewy Backy. Chewy, yeah, yeah, Chewy exactly. Backy, yeah. She was class. Yeah. 
Oh, I'd have fucked it. Uh, and the last one um, uh, is, um, it's one of the best-known religions established among Hollywood celebrities, Scientology. Right, uh, I've heard of this 1954, one. it was founded by the American science fiction author L. Ron Hubbard. And according to his devotees, humans are immortal spiritual beings who have forgotten their true nature and were brought by Zenu, the director of the Galactic Federation, in a spaceship. Fucking load of shite. Well, yeah, that's about the same as like having like the cookie monster chasing you around the spaghetti guy <laughs> or something else are you right these are just as bad as the cult do you remember that Marshall Applewhite that guy he had his cult and it was for the Haley Bob Comet right and he dressed them all up in Star Trek and they all had to drink Kool-Aid oh yeah, yeah. well I that's just exactly the same are you listen just stay with one of that one because I might stay, do that one well I exactly stay with one of the proper religions you know all the good ones I'm not going to name them because we don't want any fatuous against us but you know the lads but I will name the one I'm a part of right and that's Jesus and the boys isn't he are you all big fan of GGs well I you know what I mean, he's, he's the normal, right? And he did, didn't do anything unbelievable, did he? Fucking hell, eh? I'd well, like to see him walk across the River Tees. He kept a lot of priests out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. Hey, in addition to all those ones I mentioned there, uh, there are other religions such as the Rambo or Chuck Norris worshippers, the, uh, the Dam and Her, uh, which is the sect that inspired the Avatar movie, and the so-called... Hono Hana, uh, the sect of reading the foot. What about <laughs> what about the ones right where all the birds are like, yeah, we let's just bang because that's what you do. Like I've seen it in movies There's before. Sex clubs aren't there? You don't need well, to be. No, but like it's like a religious experience. You've got to believe in the way. second coming. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ted, Ted once he's got the first one out of the way, the second one's not far behind me. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm a mucky swine. Uh, it takes me forever. I'm like the original Jesus. I was around thousands of years ago and you won't see me for a while yet. Do you know what I mean? You were like the original Jesus, you. Always hanging around. With loads of lads. On a cross. No shoes on. No shoes on, yeah. <laughs> Fucking white skirt and well, uh, go missing over Easter. Well, I, Well, I. And it's coming to Easter, Mala. Have you got any plans? Are you, well, are you, that's another thing. That you, which, unknown of the religions there, right? Did any of them come back to life like Jesus? One nil. <laughs> Do you know what? There's over 300 gods, I think, Mala, and uh, different religions, and um, I don't believe in any of them. I, I believe in one. I well, believe in that, that what, meatball lad. If you what he sounds what, like, what, what makes your one the right one compared to the other 299? Meatballs and pasta, obviously. <laughs> Where else would you like a bit of spaghetti. spaghetti. Spaghetti oop monster. Well, if you're going to do anything, yeah. I mean, listen, we're all beautiful people, right? Living in a beautiful world, right? And I know we mess up sometimes because we can be mongs, but listen, don't worry about it. You can believe in what you want to believe in. Just don't hurt anybody else with it. Do you know what I mean? And don't pick on people because they don't. don't believe it. Unless it's a Jedi religion. Yeah, you want to get yourself sorted out, you'll be getting a bat yeah. next time I see you. I'm going to start waiting outside that comic shop in Borough and I'm going to be dishing out headlocks. <laughs> and uh, I'd just like to apologise for the M word Mally used there, which isn't appropriate. Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right, Mala, that was really interesting. Some of that religious crack we were having there, like, wasn't it? I never had any crack. Where is that? I'm off, I am off my chops on religious <laughs> crack, I'm telling you, mate. And I've got more. Yeah. We're going to stick with the religious theme today, right? And, uh, you know, I've delved a little bit deeper into religions and I've started looking at um, 
like beliefs. What are the fucking craziest beliefs in world major religions, right? And I'm going to go through them for us now, right? Okay, like this, and, and just to give you a little bit of an introduction, right? There are 19 major religions in the world, right? Most of which you've never heard of. Within those 19, are a shit ton of subgroups, sects, and denominations. And every one of them thinks that theirs is the one true religion, right? That's a bold statement, isn't it? You know what I mean? Well, that's a fashion brand, I think. Oh, yeah, it might be, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They say that one uh, humanity will probably never be able to discuss at the dinner table without family members declared in holy wars and cutting off supplies of mashed potatoes from each other, right? Absolutely. So families argue all the time over religion, right? They're like, I'm right, you're not type of shit. It does my head in, you know. Just believe in what you want. I believe in Swedish netball. Female ones? I, I, I want to see them before I believe in them. Yeah. I haven't seen any in, in yeah. real life. But, right, I'm going to go through a couple of these beliefs for you now, right? So, um, bear in mind, these are all true and they are batshit crazy. Oh, I then. mean, really crazy, right? Number five, this is Catholics and the Holy Prepuce. Right, I'm going to fight you now. <laughs> you better not be knocking the Catholic. No, I'm only joking. Right? Go for it, Ted. Go with The Holy Prepuce, right? Yeah. Or Prepuce. I don't know what you pronounce. <laughs> right? But listen. Prepuce. When Jesus was a baby, he, like every other little Jewish boy, he got his dick snipped. Right? <laughs> okay. Right? But because it was Jesus... Right, his foreskin was way more special than your average foreskin. In fact, people thought it had magic powers, right? So during the Middle Ages, there was numerous claims of people possessing the holy foreskin. (laughs) Right, and at one point, there was as many of 18 of them in existence, right? So that either means Jesus has 18 cocks, right? Or he's some kind of hentai fucking dick monster, right? (laughs) Right, or the foreskin, this is the worst bit, or the foreskin of random non-Jesus babies being pawned <laughs> off as fucking false flesh people, of Christ. People will buy out on eBay, won't they? That's the thing when you go on. I think that one's true, though, because there was loads of uh, loads of priests when I was growing up always wanted me to show up Jesus' foreskin. I had to go behind that little thing, but I never saw it. I fell in a couple of times. Oh, God. <laughs> but over the years of history, it's been handed to people as gifts. <laughs> right? You can't hand babies' foreskins. Hey, this well, is the podcast listen, getting wrong this day. Listen, listen, right? Uh, it was apparently... it. Um, it, it Charles, Charles Magne gave it to Pope Leo III as a disgusting Christmas gift in 800, um, whatever it is. I don't know. It must be after Christ, whatever, Anno Domini. Anno I don't Domini. Know. Are you uh, all right then? Who was that? Charles, and who was the other one? Uh, pope Leo III. Right. I'll be Pope Leo III. You'll be that bird. Yeah. You, come all on right. in. And I've got you a nice present for Christmas. Ah, well, what have, you, what have you got to me? You open it up, here you go. Ah, uh, what is this? It is a little snail. Oh, it is a bellend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you doing? I'm what a poor... It is a bellend of Christ. Oh, well, that makes a bit of a difference. I'll stick it on my wall, won't I? Yeah, lovely, I'll put it up there now. And... Scene, right? That's how you were. Uh, <laughs> that's how you were. Uh, I brought we brought that to life there. Uh, no, but yeah, that was uh, it. Was it was sto- then it was stolen um, in 1527 um, because unlike Boglins, um, that was a popular Christmas gift. Well, I um, this one never came back in stock. Uh, so, uh, but then it was apparently rediscovered somewhere in Italy in 1557 and then authenticated by the churches 
in-house CSI team. They had a fucking CSI <laughs> team in 1557. How, how did they just go, go, yep, yeah, that's, that's God's tip of his it's, willy. It's mental, it's mental, so, right? Uh, aside from the repeated coveting and theft of a baby's rotten penis flesh, right? Catholics as a whole used to be way into this foreskin shit. I mean, like, really badly into it, right? January the 1st used to be called the Feast of the Circumcision, right? And that's got to be one of the most least appetising dinner party themes. I can't ever remember that when I was at St. Pat's. And who wants to do you, mate? We're having a day off school, what's it for? Feast of the Circumcision. I never remember that, Ted. Well, you'd probably think that was where they just get loads of chair bends, wouldn't it? You? <laughs> but that brings me on to number four, right? Number four. This is Jewish babies getting horrifying bloody blowjobs. Right, Ted, I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> right? I think you're going down the wrong path. <laughs> this is all fact, right? Listen, there was once a baby boy who died of herpes, which he contracted during his bris or bri, I don't know which pronounced it's a Jewish uh, ceremony, right? Um, how did he get it? Oh, because the twist on the classic orthodox ritual of circumcision. It's called the metzitsa babah. Is that where they bite it off? They bite your cock off. Oh, well, yeah, I've heard yeah, this before, yeah. actually. Well, it's I've... when the mohel, uh, which is the... Uh, which... <laughs> yeah, I just apologise to all our listeners in Israel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you've watched the programme Seinfeld before, it's just called the dick tip cutter. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a cigar cutter. And it's where he sucks the blood from the incision to cleanse the wound, and he doesn't use a crazy straw or a dust buster. Uh, he gets down there with his gob. How, what? I mean... What, this is religion and they're already piping them off from firstborn. <laughs> well, again, I experience with the Roman Catholic... No, I'm only joking. It's <laughs> 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 freaking crazy. I can't believe... I mean, the fact that they're spreading a little bit of herpes around with newborns as well, that's just wrong, isn't it? Where are you getting the... Why, why is that book you've got there called The Little Book of Baby's Bits? That's not the one. It's just stories about babies. This cops. is all coming from the knowledge of my mind, man. The next one better not be about babies, willies. No, this is a good one. Oh. When a Buddhist monk dies, number three, when a Buddhist <laughs> monk dies, right? <laughs> his fellow monks feed him to the vultures. Well, I did it. Yeah, how bad's that? Yeah, Tibetan monks are generally considered wise and kind, aren't they? You know I what know. I mean? They dedicate their lives to a search for the deeper meaning, a higher plane of existence, and uh, if Kung moves, Kung Fu moves are trusted, oh, a great deal of asses to be kicked. Yeah, the yeah like in a Zen-like fashion, you know what I mean? But in death, they just get straight to the fucking point, you know what I mean? They're cold-blooded. So they believe in something called Jahatar, and it's uh, it's considered an act of generosity that can only be performed upon death. So they believe the body is a vessel. So when a Tibetan monk dies, his bros chop up his corpse and place it on a mountaintop so his remains can be eaten by Ted, vultures. Ted, right, Ted, right. I'm going to just say something to you. Yeah. Because you used the word bros there. Are you getting this from a proper religious book? I can't imagine one's been written with the word bro in it. It's written by P. Diddy. Oh, yes. <laughs> P. Diddy's big book of religion. Yeah. Well, oh, yes, class that. Yeah. Sorry, Boston. Endorsed by Ladybird for some reason. <laughs> yeah. you, well, that's class, but you, right, Tibetan lads, 
Right, I know your class and you kick loads of beds in, but have you ever tried trill for the birds? The class for my budgie, man, we get it all yeah, the time. Yeah, no, it's a good good option. Um, we'll move on to number two because that's uh, quite a disturbing one, that, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, but this one, this one is really bad. I like mate. the fact that you thought that someone giving a blowjob to a bird wasn't disturbing, but a monk getting chucked around was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all very disturbing. It's all very disturbing. But this one at number two is called the uh, the Grishneshwar Temple Bird. Baby toss. <laughs> and it's not what you think. It's not. We're not going back to uh, a little bit of foreplay for the earlier one. Uh, <laughs> this is right. Do you remember where, like, when you you'd see it, you see like dads and uncles and the like, they throw a baby around and catch well, yeah. him and stuff like that. Go on, do him in the end, catch him, stuff like that, right? And it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Well, someone out there decided to take that practice, invert it, set it on top of a temple and call it a religious practice called the uh, Grishinwar Temple Baby Toss and it's fucking insane right, there's a video online if you want to watch it, it's mad and what they do in India, right, Hindus and Muslims they toss babies off the 50 foot tower to be caught by people holding a bed sheet oh imagine that so they're on top of a temple and they go fling a baby and then they've got to try and catch it with a bed sheet 50 foot is this That's like, as tall as a building no hang on is this the same are you getting this information from the same time that you told me that ducks could swim about in coins <laughs> when they just jumped into loads of metal coins and you could swim about you've been watching uh, what's it called that was ducktails ducktails yeah well, yeah, I, that is true. <laughs> that's absolutely mental. But yeah, chucking a baby off a building and catching it, and they and for years, state officials have been trying to ban this seven year, seven hundred year old practice, which for some reason people believe will ensure their babies will be healthier, happier, and luckier. Well, they will be if they get fucking caught. Well, exactly, exactly. But what if you miss it? Well, exactly. Defeats that's the whole objective. <laughs> Bloody yeah! But right, number one, number one. Is about the Mormons and the planet Kolob. Yeah, are the Mormons the one that have six wives? Yeah, I know you've been interested in that well, before, I, haven't you? Right, right. I think this, right? Think about this, Ted, right? I'd have loads of birds there, wouldn't I? Because I'd mm. have seven, mm. right? You get to wear a white shirt and a black tie, don't you? Don't you? Yeah, yeah. You get a little name badge as well. You get a little, and I'm sure they're like veggies or something, like me. Don't, don't they like all live together as well? And they don't have to pay no rent? Um. I don't know. It's it's it is very creepy. I'll be honest. Um, and when they stop you in the town, they're always very young lads, aren't they? Or young lasses. And then you're thinking, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get married? <laughs> well, I. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, it's a strange one, mate. Right, but like, if you thought Scientology and Zeno was weird, what we talked about earlier, right? According to Mormon scripture, Joseph Smith translated from ancient Egyptian text that Kolob was where all Mormons will go once they die. It's just like heaven, but it can be obliterated by an asteroid or be taken over by a malvolent alien race. So they believe in all that shit. I didn't know that about the Mormons. I thought they just like, thought, ah, wait, we like God and that, but we're going to just take a little loophole and have a couple more wives. Well, yeah, colon, isn't that the place up your ass? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Well, I will. Hey, well, that's all right, because, right, if you're probably going to have seven wives because you're like, hey, when we get back up on that big rock up there and that alien race, you know what I mean? That's why I need to bank six or seven years at a time. That makes sense to me. 
Well, yeah, that does, yeah. I think I might sign up to be a Mormon. Well, I... The little white ones, you know, the cartoon, and they had, like, Mormon Mama and Mormon Papa. I think so, and, yeah, and, yeah. Them and lads Mormon trolls. used to scare the shit out of me, them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they were. Does, you turn, does that mean you turn into a Mormon? Like a little white hippo? Well, I well, <laughs> wouldn't want to. Oh, Mormons! Mormon, yeah, oh, I got it. Oh, we get excited there. Oh, I like the Mormon scripture. Like it, do, it doesn't differentiate between stars and planets, <clears> so everything in space is called a star. This means that when Mormons die, their souls either travel the vastness of space to land on a paradise that they can call home for all eternity, or they fry forever on the surface of a sun. What, uh, what, so you can be a good... If you're a yeah. bad Mormon, what is it? Do you only have one wife? You either land on a star or you burn your ass on the sun. No, but how do you go? How do you run, land on them? Like, is that as if you're a bad lad, if you're a Mormon? Because what's how do you become a bad Mormon? Do you only have, like, one wife instead of seven? Uh, it's a good question. What, are you allowed... Are you allowed eight? I don't know. If you get... We, can you have seven and see how you get on and then divorce three and have another three? Right, Ted, we need to do some... We need to do some checking <laughs> Some math, Mormon do maths. Some, do some... <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you take that at university? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we were four wives. Fucking mad, you know what I mean? But yeah, right. it's crazy. Right, hang on. Mormons, these are people that are generally stupid. People... No, that's morons. Sorry, I've got it up. Thank morons. Yeah, yeah. Right, a religious cult group, Mormonism, principal branch of the Latter-day Saint movement. Yeah, started by that lad Joseph that you were talking about. Yeah? Yeah. I've seen nothing about stuff about that Latter-day Saints, LDS, nor that church. Yeah, they're quite, they're quite good, the Mormons, like, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Strong sense of community. Well, you would have if you can have, like, seven birds, wouldn't you? They're all you? banging each other, aren't they? Do you reckon the birds bang each other as well? Is there any Mormons out there? Any Mormon scissoring going on? Because we'd like to know. Can I have a pamphlet on this? Can you send it through to TED Talks, please? isn't it? Next time well, I knock I'm... on my door, I'm going to invite them in for the three-way. I mean, for a cup of tea. Uh, well, so... Hang on. They're going to also have a strict law of chast... Right, hang on, yeah, so... You, oh, you can't bonk them! No, they trend to be very family-orientated and have strong connections across generations. That sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Sounds like Thornaby, you know, where they're all inbred. They sound like you're marrying the sisters right, there, exactly. Right, they believe families can be sealed together beyond death. They also have a strict law of chastity, requiring abstinence from sexual relations, outside heterosexual marriage and fidelity within marriage. Oh, they don't like the gays. No, the community of Christ is accepting of LGBTQ individuals and relationships. Well, so like, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I quite like being a Mormon. They don't, they don't like them. No, they said they're accepting. They said oh, that's, that's all right. right then. Yeah, yeah, we don't mind that. Would yes. you, would you be happy about going to the planet Colob? Well, I'm not happy about having to go to Utah first because that's apparently where they all live. <laughs> Central, Central Mormon culture influences Utah in North America. Yeah, the Utah Saints. Utah Saints. Do, 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 well, yeah, Colob is supposedly located at the centre of our galaxy because if you're making a religion, why not make true believers think an entire galaxy revolves around them? Well, I, yeah. that, was, that was very spiritual. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, but, I. Uh, but if you, if you want to get a little silly, um, Mormon, they've got a Bible 
and the Kolob's location, um, they say, of all the heavenly bodies out in space, Kolob is the closest to God's throne, meaning millions upon millions of Mormon souls are basically the salacious crumb to God's jabber. Whatever the fucking hell that means. Yeah, right. They do see, they see Jesus Christ, who's like our lad, well, he's my lad, isn't he? Jesus, he's like, like, I support a football team. I'm Roman Catholic, so I support them. Right, right. And he sees, they see Jesus Christ as a premier figure of their religion. So he's like one of their top lads still. He's still a top lad. Do you know ah, what I mean? So they still see him as like a good lad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, I, I might get into a bit of this. Right, so if you're listening to the Ted Hankey podcast for the first time, we are recruiting Mormon ships. Uh, uh, yeah, particularly, we t- we, we, we've got availability for six or seven wives at the moment. We do want to be able to pick them, don't we, Ted? Yeah, we don't want, like, right, I'm, I'm saying an absolute no to anyone who is wearing a massive fleece with wolves on it. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a red flag straight away. Yeah, I love anyone who has a massive fleece with wolves, so that's quite lucky, that not <laughs> You know what I mean? Cat ladies they can get lost as well if you've got like what looks like really naturally thick coarse black curly hair I will consider it dependent on the bush um, but otherwise you're probably just a bit scruffy so no you're not allowed in the uh, the temple of doom the temple of poon temple of doom temple of poon that's what we're going to call our cult Mala. the temple uh, of poon I think you've just got your episode name for the week haven't you <laughs> Ted Anki oh. and the temple of poon Ooh, and that's religion for you Right there, well, that was an interesting episode. Uh, where are you going, Matt? Why have you got a suit on? Black right, suit? Yeah, yeah, Ted. I've just seen loads of lads outside barnacles, like with white shirts and that, and then out some pamphlets. Do you know what I mean? Going to get myself sorted. Do you, want, do you want me to send some birds up for you? Yeah, if there's a couple knocking around, send them moments, send them up. I'll sort it out now. Nice See you later, podcasters. See you, Matt. Alla there. Off to join a cult with Moomin Mama and Moomin Papa and... He's going to hopefully get some moment minge. Right, that concludes this week's episode of Ted Turks the Ted Anky Podcast. Serious religious messages there. Uh, if you choose to take them serious, if you do choose to take them serious, then you're just a complete nut to bell with because it is all just jokes and that, you know what I mean? I have no qualms with anyone who has religious faith in whatever you believe in. I just believe in the universe and science, not in big airy men telling me what to do with my life based on made-up books. Anyway, uh, I'd just like to say thank you to uh, jokepit.com and Showcase Comedy for sponsoring the podcast. Um, international break is over. We're back playing the uh, the football with the Middlesbrough Open to get in the playoffs. So it's exciting. We good win at the last weekend and a good 4 0 win. And now we've got a, ooh, a burp there, sorry. Now we've got a tough running till the end of the season. It's going to be proper mint. So you know what to do. Uh, Hanky Panky Comedy Club is back at the end of the month on the 29th of April with TV comedian Chris Washington headlining he's just supported Michael McIntyre on tour he's just supported Jason Manford on tour he's been on live at the Apollo and all that shit you know what I mean he's class tickets are on sale they're only a tenner just go to jokepit.com or go to my Telanky Facebook page and find the event and click the ticket link in there it will sell out it'll sell out fast don't miss out don't be a bell whiff Okay, have a great week, manners. Up the butter and believe.